is Bloomberg Surveillance. I believe that this is going to be an interesting period for small cap managers as small caps in general underperform. Yes, the productivity growth is not showing up the way it should be, but there still is some innovation going on. There's a risk that the Fed pays too much attention to market volatility and responds too quickly when markets run into difficulty. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. I'm Michael McKee with Tom Keene at 7 a.m. on Wall Street, 6 a.m. in the Permian Basin, where oil producers are making a little more money this morning. But maybe there's a bit of a new paradigm this morning as well. Oil prices are higher, but stocks and bonds are lower. Is it a pause ahead of new stimulus from the world's central banks or a sign of new concerns? We will ask today on surveillance. Overnight, China setting a new growth target, 65 to 7% for the year. Ambitious, but slower than 2015 caused a big reaction in the markets. Iron ore soaring 19%, the most ever on record. Chinese stocks finish higher by eight-tenths of a percent. But the rest of the world is lower. The ECB meets on Thursday. More stimulus expected. Will Mario come through? Right now there are concerns, it appears. The stock 600 down by three points, nine-tenths of a percent. The DAX is off 99 points, one percent on the day. The FTSE lower by 71, 1.1 percent. An emergency meeting, by the way, of EU leaders underway in Brussels to talk about the migrant crisis that may also have an impact on the markets today. Here in the U.S., we are seeing futures lower. S&P futures down by nine points, four-tenths of a percent. Dow E-minis off by 53, three-tenths, and NASDAQ E-minis down 22 points right now, half a percent on the day. Bonds falling as well. Yields are higher. Friday's strong jobs report still having an impact. The 10-year over 1.9, 1.9% even. Uh, Five-year is at 1.4%, and the two-year, 89 basis points right now. Oil. I mentioned oil prices are higher. They are closing in. At least Brent crude on $40, 39.21 right now, up 1.3%. West Texas at 36.46 is up 1.5%. Are the markets telling us something this morning. The Bank for International Settlements with an interesting report warning we may be seeing a calm before the storm in markets. Jim Paulson, Chief Investment Strategist for Wells Capital. He joins us now. And Jim, what do you make of uh, what we're seeing today? Is this just a kind of a one-off consolidation day, people taking profits ahead of what the central banks may do? Or is the Bank for International Settlements onto something? Well, I, I think uh, I think the market has been responding time to or Mike to uh, better better news on the economy, at least in the United States, and backing away from uh, sort of recession forecasts, which became so prevalent just a couple weeks ago. Um, but I, I think the markets may take a little pause here ahead of uh, uh, you know ahead of uh, the ECB announcement, ahead of the upcoming uh, Fed meeting. Um, and, and see where that shakes out. Um, see, take a temperature read on where the Fed is at here with, with uh, you know, better economic data uh, overall. Um, whether they have, uh, you know, getting more aggressive on the idea of raising rates, or whether they're uh, more focused on weak inflation and, and, and willing to wait and push that back. I think we're going to see a little pause, perhaps. What is it? Uh suggest about uh, what the central banks see out there if, if they if they pause does that mean that um, they're not certain or that they think things are getting better <laughs> you know 
I, I for one, think they should continue to uh, slowly raise rates here. I, I've been uh, impressed not only, you know, I think we've got the same little over 2% growth going on in the United States economy that we've had probably for much of the last seven years. But what's changed, I think, is we've kind of reached full employment, and there's a number of inflation indicators that are finally coming to life here a little bit. And, and uh, it's, uh, what, what is most impressive is everything outside of commodity prices, whether you look at the core CPI, the, the PC deflator, wages, most of that is, is climbing and has been for the last year. And if we are now stabilizing commodity prices, um, and we are, you know, we have unemployment in the fours. I think the Fed needs to needs to slowly but steadily lift rates to a more uh, a level which more appropriately reflects that. Um, I don't know what they're thinking. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I wonder, but I think their argument to pause is falling apart. Yeah. Uh, Jim, the argument to pause is falling apart is really where we are uh, right now. Uh, help me with the cardinal rule: the good economic data always leads to a better animal spirit. What are the dynamics for the next 12 months of increasing real GDP, and then what does inflation do? Yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, I, I think the, the real wild card for me, I, I, I see economic data improving in the United States. I think, you know, that, that's becoming increasingly obvious. Uh, and, but I, think, I still think we're going to be growing in the twos somewhere. But the real wild card is, does data pick up internationally? Do we see better data out of the Eurozone? Do we see a, a bottoming out in Chinese uh, economy? If that happens, then I think you could see animal spirits really pick up. I think the one thing that's really held back capital spending is that CEOs look around the world at various markets, and they're all having a problem getting out of their own way. If we saw a synchronized bounce in growth, even if it wasn't a strong bounce, it was just consistent across most markets, I think that could bring uh, 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 more animal spirits from businesses, but more importantly, it would bring a sense of optimism about this recovery that we just has been absent for a while. problem in the United States is if we bounce here with growth, I think we are going to have quicker inflation and a need to have multiple rate hikes by the Fed. Jim Paulson with us with Wealth Capital uh, Management. Bloomberg Surveillance this Monday. Brought to you by Invesco. Looking for investment views? Experienced experts are just a click away. Go to Invesco.com slash U.S. to subscribe to the Invesco blog and follow at Invesco U.S. on Twitter. Jim Paulson, what's your run rate for the U.S. economy? I mean, can you get out to 3% GDP as a run rate? I think it's possible. I, I don't think we're going to do much more than that from here. When, number one, we, we're, we're in a mature, much mature part of this cycle now with sub-5% unemployment, uh, Tom. And I think that I think to get much above that uh, is going to be difficult. We also, I think the, the central thing holding us back throughout this recovery has been lack of demographic growth, and that's not changing anytime soon. The one key ingredient would be if productivity picks up. If productivity, which is we're in the worst productivity cycle of any uh, recovery in post-war history in the United States, with productivity just barely 1% per annum in this recovery. If that were to pick up closer to 2% in the balance of this recovery, I think we would exceed 3% growth. What, the, the only thing that would probably get us there is business spending on improving productivity and doesn't yeah. seem like anybody's interested in spending their cash right now. Well, we've had 
nothing for the public sector. Public sector real investment in this country as a percent of GDP recently fell to a 64-year low. And uh, investment in this country really has been weak now for 15 years since the dot-com top. And we're paying the price in the form of lower productivity. The one place, Mike, where there's some hope is we have had weak but above post-war trend growth in capital spending over the last couple of years. And maybe with a lag, that could promote a little bit better productivity. Look, we're not talking about super great productivity, just a little better than the worst ever. So if we got just a little better than the worst productivity performance of any post-war recovery, that could make a big difference in terms of growth being more like 3% than 2 And the beautiful thing, if it's productivity-driven, it wouldn't necessarily aggravate inflation and interest rate pressures. What, uh, what role is politics playing in the markets these days, if anything? I'm not a big one on that it has a, a huge role. I think as an investor, there's so many more important things to worry about. My, uh, it seems pretty clear to me and it's been made pretty clear that whoever wins the White House – I just don't have much confidence they can get much done anyway. I don't care if it's right or it's left wing. Um, the problem is I, I would get more exercised if we get the tri-power going in one direction, House, Senate, and White House all in one direction. That that that's, uh, would catch your attention, either negatively or positively. Right. But otherwise, I just think it's more gridlock, whoever gets in there. So I think there's more important things to worry about. Like, does world growth pick up? You know, like, does the Fed have to quicken its pace of tightening rather than who wins the White House? Jim Paulson with us as we get your Monday started. After that bang-up jobs report, uh, there definitely some adjustment in tone. I thought the most telling thing, uh, Mike McKee, was Robert Gordon. Uh, I, I don't think he was on mic. I think it's as he was leaving the studio emphasizing labor participation. And, and we got a Robert Gordon labor report. Labor participation went up. Yep. He, yep. Uh, he suggested is that's the most important thing for the long term. Yeah. Thank you for your many comments on Professor Gordon um, meeting with us. Uh, his acclaimed book, Mike McKee's book of the year, the rise and fall of American economic growth. And uh, he really pushed against that, showing some optimism. Um, about where we're going versus what we saw in the previous century. Jeff Garten will be with us on globalization later from silk to silicon is his new book, Futures Negative 8, Dow Futures Negative 43 this morning. Now let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Texas Senator Ted Cruz warned of a manifest uprising of a bunch of Washington dealmakers attempt to steal the nomination from a candidate in a brokered Republican convention. Cruz won Saturday's caucuses in Kansas and Maine, but Trump has the overall delegate lead with 384. It got a bit testier during last night's Democratic presidential debate between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. Clinton accused Sanders of turning his back on the auto industry. Sanders said Clinton's friends on Wall Street had destroyed this economy. North Korea has issued its latest belligerent threat, warning of a preemptive nuclear strike of justice on Washington and Seoul. The threat from North Korea is in reaction to the start 
of huge U.S. South Korean military drills. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Mike Lubar. Mike, Tom. And Michael, thanks so much. Oil at 40. We're not there yet. 39.39 on Brent, up 67 cents. It's Monday. Stay with us. Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Bank of America Merrill Lynch's Global Cash Management Solutions, helping you manage, protect, and invest your global cash. Wherever the road to growth leads, that's the power of Global Connections, Bank of America, North America, member FDIC.